Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello and welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life. Pathological positivity being promoted here today at Live on Purpose Radio. I had an opportunity just a few months ago to meet some fantastic, amazing people at the National Speakers Association Convention. I've mentioned it before. One of those people was none other than our guest today, Diane Duresta. Diane is a speaking strategist, a professional speaker herself. She's a consultant and a trainer. She's passionate about helping people to get past their fears. And this is one of the things that, that uh, drew me to you, Diane, as I thought that you would be an excellent guest for this show and, and uh, spur some interesting conversations. So welcome to Live on Purpose Radio. Thank you. It's good to be here, Paul, and I, I agree 100% that public speaking is such a terrifying event for a lot of people, and whether you're speaking or it's something else, the whole at the bottom of that is fear, and it's something that mm. we all need to come face-to-face with. Exactly. I think, from my own experience as a psychologist and just as a member of the planet, that fear is probably the number one barrier to moving forward and obtaining what what it is that we're seeking. Would you agree with that? I agree 100%. And sometimes we call it something else. Well, I don't know how to do it, or I don't have the time. But underneath, it's fear. Mm -hmm. And it's the worst thing that you can have in your life. And so I I really want to eliminate fear in the population of people that need to speak. And actually, that's everybody today. Because if you think about it, your success depends on how well you present yourself, your message, and your value. And I tell people that to avoid speaking is career suicide. Oh, you yeah. can't avoid the skill anymore. So we have to come face-to-face with the fear. And, and not only overcoming the fear, but really connecting with the passion of our message so that we can show up with confidence, uh, which may be you know, on the opposite end of that spectrum. That's the key. We get so caught up on me, myself, and I. And what I tell people is if you're really nervous, you're being self-centered because it's all about yourself. Take the focus off yourself. It's not about you. It's about them, the audience. What is the message that you have to convey? Get excited about that. And imagine you're just talking to one person. Mm-hmm. And communicate, connect, engage. Don't give the audience so much power. And, and you know what? It's all in the mind. When I talk to people about what I've discovered in my living laboratory, mm-hmm. coaching people for 20 years, here's what I've discovered. Confident people, confident speakers, live in the present. They're here now. They're with you. They're connecting. Mm-hmm. Nervous speakers or fearful speakers live in the future. They're imagining all the things that could go wrong, and usually they're negative. Right. So what I tell people is 
the way to get into the present moment is to start to focus on your breath. Oh. Because think about it. When you're in a fear state, and you know this better than I as a psychologist, what happens? The mind controls the body. The heart starts racing. You start speaking fast. Take a breath. Yes. Don't, you know, cleanse. Get deep. Allow that pause. Mm-hmm. You are in spot fact, on here, Diane. I've, as a psychologist, as I've looked at the, just the neurophysiological component of fear, it has to do with the part of your brain that controls the fight-or-flight response. Mm-hmm. And this part of your brain actually triggers chemicals into your bloodstream and into your system that cause those things to happen. You know, your heart to race and, and those feelings of anxiety. And the quickest way to turn that around is to slow down and focus on your breathing. Mm-hmm. You nailed it. It's right on. Yeah. I, when you're in a fear state, you're going to increase cortisol and all of those negative hormones mm-hmm. that create anxiety and stress. So you want right. to find a way to come back mm-hmm. and be centered. And the breath is the first starting point. Right. Right. And that puts us in position to do some of the cognitive work that is required to actually start to combat the roots of that fear. Mm-hmm. Um, so powerful, powerful suggestion there and completely consistent with the science that we know about fear. Yes, and you know what's interesting? My approach is the science of speaking. I work on what does confidence look like, what does it sound like, and how do you speak the language of confidence? So I take it from that perspective because there are two reasons why people get stuck and they can't present themselves or speak. Mm. It's, it's skill set and mindset. The mindset, of course, is all the negative beliefs and the fear that you have. So you, we, start have to, we have to program that mind for success. But then the other thing is, what are the actual skills? Because how can you be confident if you don't really know what to do, if you don't know how right. to organize your thoughts, if you don't know how to stand or how to sit? Mm-hmm. So we work on that one at a time, and I find that as you build that skill set, confidence starts to build with it. Mm-hmm. That makes total sense because your fear will often be about, I don't know what to do or I don't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, plus a whole lot of irrational things that get in yeah. our way, and that's just the noise of fear, I think. Yeah, and unless you have a phobia or a really intense fear, you don't even need to go back to the root. I, I've noticed, though, that when people have had a more intense fear, you can usually trace it back to some childhood moment. I had one person who was a really good salesperson one-on-one, but would get extremely nervous when she had to stand up and present. Mm-hmm. And we traced it to the seventh grade when her math teacher embarrassed her. Uh-oh. So it wasn't even public speaking, but it, it, it came through the, the, the voice, her, her expression, her confidence. Mm-hmm. So... Sometimes you need to go back to the root, but for most people that I work with, we don't even need to do that. Right. It can be handled here and now. Mm-hmm. That is a really good thing to realize. Um, I, I've seen so many people who get stuck. You know, They're just kind of trapped by this fear, and they have some belief that they have to dig out the cause of it somehow. But what you're saying is that's not always necessary, and in fact, it's not very often necessary. No, because a lot of times I find that the fear has more to do with they don't know what to do or they don't know how they're going to come across. 
And when you start to build a skill, you get confidence. So it's like riding a bike. A child might be afraid on a two-wheeler because they wobble and they fall. But once they learn how to keep the balance, then they get better. Same thing with driving a car. Mm-hmm. Now we can drive it in a trance. You, you get to a destination and you don't even remember how you got there. Right. It's the same thing with speaking. So once you have those skills, your confidence increases. However, if something happened to me as a child with a car, then I would probably need someone like you to help me unleash that kind of fear. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just thinking as you were sharing this, Diane, that a few days ago I gave a presentation. It was a small group, maybe 50 people or so. And one of them approached me beforehand and asked me, are you nervous? Mm. And I thought, you know what? That question doesn't come up for me very much anymore because of how much I have practiced it. But I remember when I first started speaking feeling those nervous, apprehensive feelings, you know, which I think are pretty, pretty common and pretty normal. Um, but then through practice and developing the skill set, like you said, um, the confidence increases, the fear goes down. Mm-hmm. And I can honestly say for most groups where I speak, I don't feel nervous at all. That's wonderful. And you know what? There's a myth that says you shouldn't be nervous, that that's the measure of success. And I say, says who? Right. If you have uh, some jittery feelings or little butterflies, no problem. We all know chemically that that's your adrenaline rush. It's getting you ready for a performance. And if you feel like you have that, it's okay. It's what do you do with it? Right. Some people get to your level where they can be really confident. They don't feel that. But most people do. And it's okay. And you know what I'm even realizing uh, as you describe that, Diane, we, we feel the same feelings, perhaps, but interpret them differently. Because yeah. I would say that I feel excited or I feel, I feel geared up for uh, a speaking event. And maybe mm-hmm. those are the same feelings physiologically, but I've trained myself to think of them or interpret them differently. I agree 100%. And the key word that you just mentioned is excited. I had a situation one time where I volunteered to do a 10-minute showcase in the, at the National Speakers Association on the chapter level. Mm-hmm. And after I volunteered, I had regrets. And I said to my friend, I'm so sorry I volunteered. I'm a nervous wreck. I can't wait till tomorrow oh, really? over. Uh-huh. And she said, Diane, don't do that to yourself. You're not nervous. You're energized. So I went home and I <laughs> said, I'm energized. I'm energized. Right. And you know what? I was. Right. Yes, I felt that little bit of flutter in my stomach, but it went really well because Mm -hmm. I directed the energy. So sometimes we misinterpret those butterflies as something negative, and it's just adrenaline getting you ready for a really dynamic performance. You're getting energized. Right. Understand, too, that there are parts of your brain that don't distinguish between fear, fear and anxiety on the one side and excitement and being energized on the other side. Physiologically, it could be exactly the same chemical process that's going on in your body, but then you interpret it differently. And I, I hear that as positive because you have choice. Yeah. Then you can say, okay, I'm feeling this. What this is is excitement. I'm energized. Mm-hmm. Instead of fearing it. 
so what if uh, what if some of our listeners are thinking, yeah, but I don't want to lie to myself about it. I want to fake this. How would you respond to that? Well, I don't think it is faking it because it's energy. Mm-hmm. When, when you think about nervousness, that is the definition. Nervousness is energy, but it's energy you've turned inward against yourself. So you have a choice to let that backfire on you, or you can redirect that energy outward to, you, to your audience through gestures, through movement, through voice. You have a choice. How do you want to use that energy? Mm-hmm. So it's not being fake at all. It's just how are you interpreting it and how are you using it and directing it. And I, th- I think you nailed it earlier when you said that this is a choice. Mm-hmm. If this is coming down to interpretation of what we're experiencing in our body, then we get to choose whatever serves us the best as our interpretation. Now, there's a little thing to watch out for here, though, because whatever we have practiced becomes fairly automatic or habitual. So if we've practiced for years telling ourselves, I'm so scared, I'm so nervous, I'm so upset, it's going to take a little bit of practice to switch that over to I'm energized, I'm excited, I'm keyed up. Absolutely. And I'm not implying that you just say the words and poof, you know, you're, <laughs> you're right. confident. Absolutely not. And I recommend that people get coaching, get training, have a buddy to help them mm-hmm. work on, on affirming that. But taking little steps. Don't throw yourself out in front of a large audience. What I would do with people is have them start slowly. Start by doing a phone presentation. Then get on a panel for five minutes. Then speak and have a partner and tag team it. Do it in steps. Right. Those small steps. We'll be back right after this break with Diane DeResta. When you dream it might come true. When you dream, dream Hi, my name is Chris Crone, and thank you for listening to Live On Purpose Radio. I became financially independent, starting from nothing, by the age of 26. My purpose is to financially liberate the captive. Are you searching for a realistic, proven system in real estate to create enough residual income to retire or fund your dreams? I invite you to learn about a passive, turnkey, proven system and approach to real estate where my team of 200 experts can do all the heavy lifting to create the freedom you're searching for. Visit www.liveonpurpose.strongbrook.com to get a free copy of my book, The Straight Path to Real Estate Wealth. Just enter the code FREE at www.liveonpurpose.strongbrook.com. Thank you for listening to Live On Purpose Radio. We're so glad to have you here. Please come by the website, drpauljenkins.com, spelled with a D-R, drpauljenkins.com. On the website, you'll have an opportunity to receive a free download. And while you're there, make sure you click on the social media icons. Come over to Facebook, where we will be posting these episodes as well as our YouTube videos 
and other content and announcements for you to share. Please like us, comment, subscribe, join the conversation. We're happy to have you with us here at Live On Purpose Radio. Let's all support each other to live on purpose. DrPaulJenkins.com The first responsibility of a leader is to define reality. The last is to say thank you. In between, the leader is a servant. Max Dupree So Diane, you're walking us through some some steps here, and I'd like to get back to pick your brain a little bit about that. We start, well, you mentioned also, also in the first part that there's a mindset, there's a skill set. Mm-hmm. And then we were just getting into some of the steps that that people can take. Now, we're talking about public speaking specifically, but there's a general principle behind this about how we get over fear and move forward with whatever it is that we set out there as an intention. It's not just about speaking. Is that correct, too? Yes. Now, a lot of the techniques I use are related to speaking, but some of them can transfer. Because this is such a pervasive issue for everybody, I actually wrote an e-book directed simply to the fear factor to make sure that we're working on confidence. And Mm -hmm. I call that Give Fear the Finger, How to Knock Out Fear of Public (laughs) Speaking. Now, don't get, don't misinterpret the title. It's not what you think. What I discovered... Although it catches attention, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Everybody (laughs) loves that title, by the way. They'll say, that's a real New York title. And I have to say, I have never given anybody the finger in my life. That's a true statement. (laughs) But the reason I came up with that title is because I discovered that that's an, there's an acupressure point on one of the fingers. And when oh. you press on that point, it short circuits the anxiety. It's a panic reset button, so to speak. Interesting. And there's a meridian that goes to the heart. And I mentioned that in my book. And there's mm-hmm. a, a link to a resource in a video that shows you how to do it. So mm-hmm. that could be for any kind of fear, actually. You right. have, you're fearful of... Uh, going in and talking to your boss or an interview or whatever it might be. Certainly the breathing is universal for any kind of fear because mm-hmm. it takes us back to right. centering. And you know, as far as mindset goes, your, your realm I would be getting to the root. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have anything that goes that far back, it's the language that you use. Language is powerful because you create your future with your language. People don't realize how powerful the spoken word is and what a responsibility they have when they're out there speaking. So what are the messages you are giving yourself? What are you saying? Are you being like I was that time and I said, I'm, I'm a wreck? Or are you saying, no, I'm energized? Mm-hmm. So when you hear yourself saying something negative, say cancel, cancel, and then say something positive. Mm-hmm. Now here's the thing, when you are first trying to program your mind in writing these affirmations, what I've learned is that you need to make sure that whatever you say is in the present tense, 
because the subconscious mind is literal, and if you say, I will be confident, the subconscious mind says, okay, one day she will, but not right now. Eventually. And then the other mm-hmm. part, and correct me if I'm wrong on that, the other part is to use the words I am, because those are the most powerful words, and it calls that experience right now. So you're mm-hmm. owning it. I am confident. I am knowledgeable. I am clear. Very mm-hmm. powerful ways to create an affirmation for yourself. What doesn't work so well is if you say, I'm not nervous because right. the subconscious here is nervous. It can't and process the negative part of no, it. No. Mm-hmm. No. So those are some things. And I actually went to a workshop recently for my business. And I now have index cards with my affirmations, and I say them every day. And here's the other part that's important. You want to put it in present tense. It needs to be in positive language. And the third is it needs to have feeling. Because if you simply say it like you're reading text, I am confident, I am clear, I am knowledgeable, it's not really taking root. You need to say it with excitement Mm -hmm. so that there's a feeling and a believing And if you do that enough times and you're doing the work, you're learning the skills and you're practicing and you're taking those steps, you will make progress in your confidence. Absolutely. I I want to add something here to the affirmations. Mm -hmm. And this is not a new idea, is it, Diane? No. It's been around for ages. Some people resist affirmations because it feels like you're pretending or lying. You know, if, you're, if your feeling is, I'm afraid, but your, your words are saying, I am confident, there's a, a mismatch. There's a what, disconnect. Yeah, then what I would say there is start with something that is true. What are you confident about? I am confident that I can finish this meal. <laughs> I am confident that I can do this math problem. Start there. This yes. builds your confidence up. Give yourself, and the other thing, too, is give yourself credit. When you do something in a presentation or in any activity, the fact that you even did it is a success. So credit yourself. Because yes. what we do is we beat up, and we should all over ourselves. I mm-hmm. should do this. I should do that. Turn it around and find the things that went well and credit yourself. Another thing about these affirmations, you're really giving instructions to your subconscious. That's kind of what it is. I mean, the self-talk is the way you instruct your self-conscious to move, your, your subconscious to move forward and create whatever's coming. Mm-hmm. And the timing doesn't matter that much. And that's why uh, I agree with you 100%, Diane, that we put it in present tense. Now, that's the part people get tripped up on sometimes. But think about it this way. You are speaking the truth. You are speaking the truth. And sometimes you're speaking the truth in advance. Exactly. That might help. I love that. I love that. have a good friend, Diane, who's a a national best-selling author. And she told herself for years, I am a national best-selling author. And struggled with that for a while because she felt like she she was fibbing a little, you know. Because she wasn't yet. But she is now. So she was telling the truth in advance. And that sometimes can help you get over that hurdle. But remember, you're, you're giving your subconscious instructions about what to create. Exactly. And it, of course it doesn't exist yet because we're still creating it. 
that this is the process, and it's been shown to be very effective. Yes, and I, I know a story about Les Brown, the motivational speaker who's a celebrity, mm -hmm. and he started off telling people, you have greatness in you, and you can do this, and da 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 And he was sleeping on a floor in a company. He didn't ha have a place to go. And when I met him later, I said, I always wanted to ask you about that, because it seemed kind of in incongruent and mm. lacking in integrity. So I said, how can you go and tell people they can be everything, and, and you're you know, struggling at that point? And he referenced something in the Bible, and I don't remember what it was, but it was something to the effect of what you said, what, what I believe has come upon me, something to that effect. Mm -hmm. And so the affirmations are the truth in, the, in advance. Yeah. And he's a huge you know, success. He's a multimillionaire today. Right. So, so I really believe anybody can be an effective speaker. And what I tell people is that gifted speakers are born... I'm never going to be a Martin Luther King. And effective speakers are made. Anybody can get a message across and do it effectively. It's about skill, and it's about commitment. Yeah, the skill set and the mindset, like you said yeah. earlier. That's exactly it. And if it's any consolation to anyone in the audience listening today, when I took my first public speaking class as a freshman in college, when I got up to do my first introduction, my shoulders actually shook, and I was sitting on the table, and as I was wrapping up, I could hear my voice shaking and getting faster, and my shoulders were moving. I thought, well, maybe no one will notice, and I heard a voice in the back of the room say, look, her shoulders are shaking, oh. and I wanted to dive under the desk, right. but here I am, and I'm doing this for a living. I didn't know. I had mm -hmm. no idea I would be doing this. <laughs> right. I got a B in the class, so... I was not identified as a standout. I, no one would have said she's going to go out and be training people and c celebrities and sports figures and she's going to be out on the stage. No one would have said that. So right. anybody can be effective. I really believe that. I believe that, too. I'm, the fear doesn't have the power to stop us unless we allow it to. It's still a choice. I have a, a friend and associate who uh, who provides experiential training, um, and, th and this includes a fire walk. I don't know if you've ever done one of those. Yeah. I, I've seen them. I've, I've never done it. I've actually done one now, Diane. Oh, my goodness. And can you imagine standing in front of a fire and being instructed to take off your shoes, and here we go, right? I mean, this sounds like really hoo-hoo stuff. Um. Some people tell him, I can't do this. And he asks them, well, why can't you do this? Because I'm afraid. And he, he responds in such an interesting way. He says, that doesn't mean you can't. It probably means that you won't. Mm -hmm. He's had over 20,000 people through this program of his. And who knows better about firewalking, me or him? <laughs> you know? I'm thinking his experience probably trumps mine, and yet in our own mind, we get so convinced that we're right about what it, whatever it is that we fear. Mm -hmm. I also um, watched recently on YouTube about a nervous uh, fellow who was on The X Factor. I'm trying to remember his name. Um, in fact, I'm just pulling it up right now because I think this is... Oh, Christopher Maloney. I don't know if you've heard about him, Diane. No, I haven't. 
you guys go to YouTube and look up Nervous X Factor Audition. Christopher Maloney was shaking as he held that mic. And he nailed it. Even as nervous as he was, he was able to come through with the performance of a lifetime. It's really inspiring to look at that because fear doesn't have to be a barrier to us. No, it doesn't. And I remember years ago when Madonna was singing, she was in the movie Dick Tracy, so it was a very long time ago, and she was singing. And she's mm -hmm. not the greatest singer, but here she was in front of the Academy singing uh, at the Oscars. And they did a close-up, and you could see her hand was actually shaking. Yeah. And I was so surprised at that, but she didn't let it stop her. And it's the same thing with speaking. Everybody has the ability to do this. Everybody mm -hmm. needs to do it. And it's just a matter of knowing what the skills are and practicing it and then getting the right mindset. You know what else gets in the way, Paul, is that people are fearing something negative will be an outcome. So that's where we spend time on recovery strategies. And we ask people, well, what's the, what are you afraid of? What's the worst thing that can happen? And so it could be, well, I'm going to trip. Mm -hmm. And so, all right, let's assume you go there and walk into the front of the room and you trip. Right. What could you do? Well, you might say, I want you to know I've been practicing this entrance for weeks. Or <laughs> never let it be said, I don't know how to make an entrance. See, if you know how to recover with grace, no audience is going to fault you. But it's, when, I did, when I wrote my first book, Knockout Presentations, and I surveyed people as to why they were afraid, I would get answers such as, all eyes are on me, I'm the center of attention, what if I fail, mm -hmm. I, I'll lose my train of thought. And when I looked at the answers, the underlying theme was fear of humiliation. Right. We're really afraid of that. And so mm -hmm. think about what would be humiliating for you and what could be your comeback. Right. So you can become the hero even in that moment. Diane, these are powerful concepts. You've got a little book available, Give Fear the Finger, mm -hmm. available through your website. Is that the best place for people you to get? You can go to my website, duress.com, and you can also get it directly on Amazon. Okay, beautiful. So, Daresta.com, that's spelled D-I-R-E-S-T-A.com, Diane Daresta, The Science of Speaking. Diane, you've made an, an amazing contribution to us today. Thank you so much for being with Thank us at you. Live on Purpose Radio. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And everybody, it's time. Go live on purpose. <laughs>